Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I would probably... Welcome into the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and rate and review if you feel so inclined. Only five stars. Only five stars. Anything else, take it to somebody else's podcast. <laughs> like the Bets podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can go talk trash about Shane and Johnny. No, be nice to them, too. We love them. Don't. Um, we're back in the VIP lounge. We Feels are. nice to be here again. I like this place a lot more than I like the dive bar. The Suns took down the Wizards, 118 to 98. Solid team win. I prefer my walk-in closet. I'm not going to lie. Do you? No. No. <laughs> I was but, like, I'm kind of surprised. No, a, a great team win. Uh, it was one of one of those where no one individual uh played significantly better than than anybody else but this is the way that james jones has constructed this roster again there are eight nine guys that can come in and have a major impact in a game and you can have a win like this where it's evenly distributed yet you get you know you get a double digit win Mm -hmm. what was the final how many points 118 to 98 20 points you know who said 21 what? In our picks. I picked, oh, you, that's right. I said you it was going to be a 21 point win. That's so. right. I there thought you, you were making fun of I did my math. Wrong. No, no. I was. No, that's an easy one, Lindsay. That is, I know, but I was like, wait, hold on. Did I mess there. that one up? I did go to AC. Okay, leave me alone. Um, yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. There were eight players tonight who were in double figures. Like, this was just overall a really solid team win. And then the other three players, to be fair, Ish Wainwright only saw three minutes, but he still got a bucket and ended with two points. And then you have Jalen Smith and you have Alfred Payton who had six and five points, uh, which isn't yeah, terrible yeah. either. Hold on. Jalen Smith was one of seven. Like, okay. Like, well, you know, he made four free throws. So. Yeah, well, he he could have had like another 10 <laughs> points, but he missed like five shots at the rim. So True. True. But I, still. Still. True. MCG Blue says, hell, another team. To under 100 points, too, which mm-hmm. is another testament to just how great this team defense is as yeah. well. Especially when you were able to keep guys like DeAndre in and Chris Paul and Jay Crowder to just 24 minutes. All three of them only played 24 minutes tonight after the fact that they played so many minutes on Tuesday night is probably a relief to them and just really good overall that if you can do these, do that on nights like this, and rest some of yeah. your star players even more when you get later on into the season, that's going to pay dividends in immense ways that you just can only hope this is a continu- a continuous thing the Suns team can do. Yeah, DA played 21 fewer minutes than he did in the game against Portland. I mean, that's that's huge. And he's that's still, almost two games for some players. Yeah, he still had a double-double 
Yeah. Uh, tonight, even with that, uh, a, a solid performance, not his best, only shooting six of 11, but 15 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. Uh, he came up, uh, came up great. So uh, again, tonight and JaVale McGee, you can't say enough about, about this guy, 17 points in 16 minutes or in, yeah, 16 my eyesight. I couldn't tell if it was 16 or 18. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, another impressive night by, by the two big men. And I think it's a good reason to go to the bar and let's check out what we're drinking. Tonight. Let's do it. Let's see what we got at the bar. It's the big boy brew. Crack one of those open. It's better than the scotch I tried before uh, tonight's <laughs> show. I can't taste any. That could be bottled sweat from DeAndre and, and JaVale McGee, and it would taste better than that Scott I tried. Right? I mean, are you being a little bit dramatic, no. maybe? No, that scotch was awful. Mm. No. no. Right. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. Whatever. Whatever. Maybe I am the drama. <laughs> that was also the 13th consecutive home win for the Phoenix Suns this season. Only. Only the eighth time that they've ever done that in one season. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I wanted to make a joke that Gerald had to go on the road to experience an in-person son's loss. He did. It's been so long. He did. I'm lucky he didn't bring <laughs> that bad juju back. So <laughs> I feel like I would have made fun of him so hard if they would have lost both of those. I would have been yeah. poor Gerald. I would have blamed him forever for that one. Uh, Joel in the comments wants to know how was the pizza? I'm betting that that is the man who was kind enough to deliver our food tonight on DoorDash and said, hey, I recognize you. And I said, is that you? I believe. Yeah, it is. I told him, told him about the new show. He said, oh, I'm going to watch. So Joel, that's amazing. thank you so much for, uh, said, for subscribing. Just subscribe. The pizza was bomb, by the way. Um, the delivery was even better. Appreciate you very much. You came in. Uh, you're like CP3. You came in in the clutch. We really yes, appreciate thank you. you Welcome much. to the club. Um, a new member of the Cove Crazies just by delivering food. Love so. it. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So one thing that we do have to talk about, and I think we this is to? something. Yes, we have I to. I can't just say ahoy hoy and we can mm, be done with this? Nope. Because this okay. one's really important. All right. Mikkel Bridges was not wearing his signature yellow shoes tonight, and Espo has the scoops, I, you guys. I have the four one one. Is that still said? What do we? Sure. No, I got the. Uh, I'm spilling the tea. Is that something that <laughs> there you they? Go. I'm spilling the tea <laughs> on what happened tonight. The reason that Mikael Bridges was not wearing his yellow sneaks was because he had requested a new pair. He needed a new pair. They were not delivered, so he is wearing. He was wearing a pair of Devin Booker Nikes tonight, mm -hmm. the purple kicks. So that is that is the inside scoop that he needed a new pair of the yellow ones, and they didn't arrive in time. So that's why he's wearing was wearing the purple Devin Bookers. So no need to panic. He has not made a decision to change from the yellow kicks, the banana boats, whatever you want to call them. They will be back, from my understanding. Yes. But we do not know when because they are not in the building. Supply chain issues. We'll chalk it up to that, I guess. We'll give Nike a, a little oh, bit of a help on you, this you one. You got an NBA <laughs> player there that says, I want my yellow shoes, I damn it. No. Freaking overnight that crap. Paint a pair if you have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Get Mikhail Bridges' his damn yellow shoes. Get Mikhail his shoes. Um, Dadon CJ said, keep the purple D-book shoes on. 
No, bring the yellow time. cakes back. I have a hard time. I like the yellow ones because it's interesting because you mentioned that he had said at one point in time that the reason why he wears the yellow shoes is because he's easy to spot with yeah. those yellow shoes on. And I wasn't really feeling that explanation. I was like, that's kind of weird. I don't get it. Then tonight, after I was actually paying attention to it, I was like, wait, where's Mikkel? The yellow shoes really do help. So I get it now. Now I only want Mikkel to wear yellow shoes. I am a creature of habit. So if I like change my route to go to work or something, it just, it feels weird, right? <laughs> and and to me, it just felt unnatural this evening. It well, totally did. Is there a good Manuel co- said seeing Mikkel without the yellow shoes is like seeing a no beard Santa Claus at the mall. I'll take it, but it just ain't right. <laughs> I'm with I, you. I wouldn't take it. That's like <laughs> that's that, funny. That's like a like a, a, a sin, basically. You can't you can't have Mikhail without yellow shoes or Santa without a beard. You cannot have that. It just doesn't work. It's like James Harden without the beard. You see those photos? Oh yeah, you that's that? not his no. issue days. No, no, not good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, no, I definitely want Mikhail to bring back those yellow shoes. Hopefully that they will be back before Sunday's game. Look, if not, at least he's wearing a nice pair. You know, Devin's shoes are great. So look, at least he's in good hands. Where else can you go for this kind of inside info? Sure, other people can break injury news. Other people can tell <laughs> you what, what a trade is going to happen. <laughs> people can tell you when safety protocol, or health and safety protocols happening. I'm going to tell you where what's going on with the shoes, the shorts, the jerseys. That's what I'm going to get you. We got it all for you guys. Yes. Yeah, so you want to know how the laundry's done? I'll find out for you. That's the way it, we roll here on PHNX Suns. All right. So now that we are all up to speed on the shoe situation for Mikel Bridges, let's go back to the game and name our draft king of the game officially. So tonight, that goes to none other than JaVale McGee, 17 points, 8 rebounds in 16 minutes. Um, I believe he also had two steals. Let me double check. You're just making up stats. No, he had two steals and two assists. He also had a pizza at halftime, a high five to a kid with disabilities. It was like an (laughs) all-around great night for JaVale McGee. He really did have two steals and two assists, Okay, I'm being serious. (laughs) That's true. It was a really good game again for JaVale McGee. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but he's he was such a good get for this Suns team. I had a buddy of mine text me and said uh, and asked tonight, is JaVale McGee the best backup center in basketball? And I had to think about it, but I think that's a resounding yes. And then he said, I actually think JaVale might be a top 20 center overall in this league. And that's that's interesting to me. The way he's played, he would be a starter for a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. He's performed so great. And he said the other night that he felt if he had been traded here instead of Denver last year, that the Suns would have a title. I and, believe it. And I nodded my head. And then I shed a bunch of tears, too, because <laughs> he's damn right. And that's hard. Yeah. Right? But but it's like he it feels like he was the missing piece mm-hmm. as to what you needed with that second unit so uh, all uh, just everything that all the praise he's getting is well deserved i mean you got to appreciate the energy uh, and the approach he brings and also i love the fact that 
we got a moment. There's always a moment. Like Gerald jokes that there's always a moment about Chris Paul that makes him laugh in a mm-hmm. game. There's always a moment that happens in a game where I go, that's JaVale McGee. <laughs> and that was at the end of the third quarter. He had the ball. He looked like he was going to do a half-court heave and realized there was like another second on the clock and did this like weird, I'm I'm passing it to McHale. I don't want that on my on my field goal percentage <laughs> and kicked it to McHale to, to chuck up a shot. And I was like, that's Jamal McGee. Hey, that's you, got, well, you gotta do what you gotta do for yeah. that percentage, right? Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I just I love JaVale because there's I call it the JaVale McGee experience mm-hmm. when you get those moments. Yeah. And I'm like, I just like this guy. Like overall, I like his game and I like those moments. It's know? hard not to like JaVale, especially because he plays hard and Maury. I don't, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that in the comments, said JaVale finally being utilized correctly. Credit to Monty. I think one of the things that I love the most about JaVale is that he works really hard. Yeah. And he's a re- he's, he is that veteran locker room guy that leads by example that we tried to get for so many years. I yeah. feel like that actually is JaVale. And he's also such a good personality for this group too. And he's got a great social media team. I love that. He ain't doing all that by himself. I'm sorry to tell you. I know the guy who makes some of his videos and he's a, he's a standup dude as well. His name's Devin Dismang and he's awesome. He uh, worked for the Warriors way back in the day. Yeah. Like, look, I, I, I just love uh, everything about JaVale and we talked about it. I, I think it was about a week ago, but I think he's the perfect counterbalance to, to the intensity of Devin Booker and CP3 as well. Like, I, I think he helps remind these guys this could be fun too. Uh, as serious as it is, it can be fun. And mm-hmm. I love that with him. So, yeah, and I, and I think I think the chat's right that it, Monty puts him in the right place, but James Jones also looked at him like, he saw this knew. is the right guy yeah. for here. This is, the, this is the guy that can come through and be exactly what we need. We can mm-hmm. put him in in a, a situation to succeed and it's, it's worked great so far. So this comment I really enjoyed by MCG blue. It said, and it was all sparked by CP three, giving JaVale a compliment on his effort. Last playoffs CP three assisting a whole year ahead of everyone else. Oh, I'll give CP three credit there, but you know, Devin Booker. Oh, he, he took helped that you. next level yeah. at the Olympics and went, I, I know my guy CP talked to you, right? But- Let's Chris spend these Paul, next two weeks and have some fun. And I'll show you why you should be in Phoenix. Chris Paul may have planted the seed, but Devin Booker watered it and nurtured it and watched it grow. Oh, yes. And, and, <laughs> it, and it's, it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch because it, it, even that chemistry carried into the season mm-hmm. uh, with, with these guys. So, look, I, I, I know people early in the season, well, oh, why aren't you praising JaVale enough? We're here. We're like, we never were ripping on JaVale, but... I, you know, it's he's he's playing great. I love what what you're getting from that spot. And for the first time in history, and I mean this legit, for the first time in history, I think Javale McKee or the excuse me the center position is the strength of the Phoenix Suns. And that is a phrase I never thought I would <laughs> utter in my entire life. That that is a massive strength for this team. When you have a duo like Da and Javale. You know that you're going to be able to take advantage of of the block all, all season long. Mm-hmm. You know what else I really liked seeing tonight? That lob pass from Cam Johnson to Javale. 
That was pretty. It, might, it, might it made me a little different. nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous because at first I thought Cam just lost the ball. But then JaVale came up out of nowhere. It felt like slammed at home. And I was like, oh, okay. Hold on. You guys I, are way ahead of me on that one. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I, I walked out of the room for a brief second when that happened. I came back in and and I said, I miss anything. You go, oh, the internet's going crazy for this Cam Johnson to JaVale McGee well, lob. I don't know and that I it was it. just that, and but it was like, that plus a few other things. I'm like, I feel like you oversold that. That was just that was a run of a mill, uh, you know, lob to JaVale McGee. Like I was expecting that Cam did like the NBA Jam, jump up, flip three times, and lob it to him or something crazy. And I'm I like, I mean, it basically was that in all no, of our it hearts. Was not that Cam Johnson is a angel. sweet baby no. angel and can do no, no. wrong. All right, yeah. is Gerald here? Thank goodness, because Espo and I were about to fight. I want to fight. <laughs> Let's go, Lindsay. Gerald, Take how Gerald are you? off the screen. We got to fight. Gerald, I'm doing me. great. Espo's what are you guys Espo's... fighting about? A Cam Johnson. Oh, you can't fight about Cam Johnson. Well, what are we fighting about? Cam Johnson. That's what I said. Oh, hold on, <laughs> Gerald. The lob. I walked out of the room when the lob happened. I walked in and. Lindsay sold it like it was the single greatest moment in Suns history. That's an exaggeration. She said, if you don't see this clip, you are going to be missing out on the greatest thing to ever happen to this franchise. And I said, well, I better find this clip. And then I watched the clip and I went, it was a lob. Why are we freaking out about it? I liked it. It was a good play. I, I mean, it was fine. It was great. Did you see how high he his just, voice went? He, he said it was he just lied. He agrees with me. He lied. He didn't want to break your heart, Lindsay. He didn't. Oh, Bless no. your heart, Gerald. Looking out for my feelings. Gerald, how did Monty feel about tonight's game? I felt pretty good about it. It uh, it seemed like he was very happy that he was able to rest Chris Paul and some of the starters a little bit. He was saying, you know, coming into the day, the shoot around in the game, like the energy wasn't bad, but. You could tell that they were a little worn down from the back-to-back and all the traveling and that overtime game the other night. So it was nice he was able to rest those guys and get such a balanced scoring performance out of everybody. You know, they had eight guys in double figures. They had ten guys with at least five points. So that's really balanced scoring, and he was pretty happy about, you know, he always says it's hard to win in this league. So to be able to win by 20-plus and not have to play your starters that much is is always a win in in the long-term view of the season. Yeah, you got you got to like when uh, the energy's not there and you find a way to win by double figures. Absolutely. <laughs> Did he say anything specifically about either of the big men tonight, JaVale or DA? Uh, you know, he mentioned, he talked a little bit about Chris Paul and DA's chemistry, um, but it was mostly on the Chris Paul side of things and just how good he is at setting other guys up and, and making everyone around him better. There was that stretch to close out the second quarter where, DA and Chris Paul kind of took over a little bit. They went on that run and, and built a double-digit lead. And then in the third quarter, again, Chris Paul was just dissecting everything out there. So um, not a lot on JaVale McGee tonight just because it was such a balanced performance all around. Um, but he, he seemed really happy with it. And he was saying, you know, I don't take what Chris does for granted. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry between him and DA has evolved and it's continuing to evolve as, as they go. What stood out to you most uh, being in the building tonight with the game? Was there was there anything that you, you saw on the court that uh, really kind of epitomized the night for you? I really do think it was that stretch in the third quarter where Chris Paul took over. Because, you know, you look at the stat sheet, he only had like 12 points, six assists. But 
it, it was just the example of how this team is so good at flipping the switch. You know, the first quarter was nothing special. Most of the second quarter, they had built a double-digit lead, and then the Wizards came back. And then at the end of the second quarter and beginning of the third, they just decided we're better than you. We know it. We're going to play like it for this five to eight minute stretch and put this game away, make it a blowout. And that's exactly what they did, which to do that without Devin Booker, you think about the teams, what the team would have looked like the Suns without Devin Booker playing just a couple of years ago. It really is a testament to James Jones roster construction that they're able to win these games without book. And obviously having Chris Paul helps, but the depth that they have, being able to still play eight, nine, ten guys on a night without book and win comfortably by double figures. Like, just think about where we were a few years ago. It's, it's kind of mind-boggling, honestly. Hey, you know what? I'll take a game where we don't have a <laughs> gut-wrenching fourth quarter every once in a while from this team. I yes. know that they're the best clutch team in the league, but still, like there's only so much I can handle in one season. I'll take another 50 of those. I don't need Oh my god. I don't need drama until we get to the playoffs. Like yeah. I'm good from now till May to, to win like this. You know how much harder this team makes my job, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, then they should keep keeping it close in the fourth. Shane needs to earn it. All right, money. Gerald, before we let you go, we want to talk about our tweet of the night tonight because it is none other than you who is our official oh, tweet of the night. You said Chris <laughs> Paul right now is shooting, assisting, calling timeouts for opposing head coaches, and even correcting officials' calls. He's literally doing everything out there. That was a fantastic tweet. What did you – did you see – the situation unfold when he uh, he told the <laughs> opposing head coach to call a timeout? Yeah, it was that one play in the third, I think, where he was rocking back and forth with that dribble, that crossover, and he finally got free of like two guys, hit a jumper, and they were on a run at that point. I think it was about 18 or 20, and he just looks over at Wes Unseld, and he basically tells him, like, you need to call a timeout, and then he called it. And then literally like one or two plays later – there's a ball that goes out of bounds and they were calling it out off the sun. So it'd be wizard's ball. And he like storms down to where the official is. Like I see him waving his hands and he gets the call reversed. It's sun's ball. Like he was literally doing everybody's <laughs> job out there except the wizards. So why didn't he come and do the post game report for you then? He's doing everything. I don't know. I don't he draws know. the line at that <laughs> one. It's like, <laughs> I heard about this show. I can't be on that. Uh, Gerald <laughs> on a serious topic before we get you out of here. And I know, me asking a serious question is weird, but uh, was there any concern out there with uh, Washington having played the Kings yesterday, the Kings having shut down their facility? Did Was there any talk of the COVID concern out there? Yeah, in, in pregame, we talked about that a lot. And, and Monty's thing was basically like, as long as games are going on, we're doing all that we can. You know, like we're – he's – he said that like he's always had his mask on in situations where he wouldn't have it. He's keeping his kids away from events that he wouldn't normally keep them away from. Um, everybody kind of wants things to go back to normal and that sense of normalcy again. But because we are where we are with this uptick and, and all these variants and whatnot, like everyone's got to stay diligent. He thinks his players are being diligent and they're basically just kind of doing what they have to do for the time being. Um, it, it's one of those things where He's, he's staying diligent, but he knows that this kind of stuff is above his, his pay grade a little bit. So it, it's really kind of one of those things that's in the league's hands as far as what they want to change with testing or COVID protocols. And until then, the Suns are just going to keep doing what they're doing and hope for the best. All right. 
one last serious one for you. How much concern was there in the building for the fact that Mikhail wasn't wearing his yellow shoes? <laughs> I think the concern was mostly on Twitter. I didn't feel any concern in the building, but uh, yeah, you know, maybe bring the yellow shoes back. I think he shot like four for 10 or something like that. So maybe bring them back. I don't don't worry. I already did your, did your job for you. And we know why he wasn't wearing the yellow <laughs> yeah, shoes. You're off the hook on so that you're going to have Gerald. to find that out tonight. I appreciate you, Esco. You'll have to send that to me. <laughs> no problem. We'll see you Bye, back Gerald. here tomorrow. Bye. Right, see you guys. <laughs> All right. I suppose we have a couple questions in the chat. So first and foremost, Joel asked if there's any news on Booker. Latest, latest news we've heard is that he has started back with on-court activities. And the goal is, uh, which uh, Jared Greenberg reported on Tuesday, that uh, the goal is he will play against the Lakers next week. So mm -hmm. they're looking at a 21st return for him. Uh, to get him ready for that big Christmas Day matchup again against the Warriors. Yeah, so he started court work this past Tuesday. He had an off day yesterday. He was on the court more at or at shoot-around this morning and pregame. Mm -hmm. Monty said he basically just wants to see him do some more fast-paced movement, some more game action-type movement before they put him back in a game. But like Espo said, likely next Tuesday against the Lakers. Next question from... Don CJ, is the news on Sabonis true? If you're talking okay. about trading for Sabonis, in my opinion, no. Okay, so the report from Shams was in previous years, the Suns had expressed interest uh, on DeMontis Sabonis, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, my guess is this was pre-DeAndre Ayton finding himself, right? And yes. that they they kicked the tires on this. But my guess is you would have to give up DeAndre Ayton to get in that conversation for Sabonis. Bare minimum, you'd have to give up at least Cam Johnson and draft compensation and stuff. But I think it would probably be, be it would probably be, be I'm apparently <laughs> stuttering. It'll probably be, uh, it would start and end with a conversation about DeAndre Ayton. And there's just absolutely no reason for this team to mess with this chemistry at all right. and you would never trade uh, deandre ayton well i shouldn't say never but you, in, logically you wouldn't trade deandre ayton with the team that is the best team in the nba all right i was wondering if we were gonna get one <laughs> of those get, tonight you're gonna get that every time <laughs> until it's not true would you yeah, the phoenix suns are the best team in the nba that was much better right, and that's and and that's why you wouldn't make that deal You'd have to move too many valuable pieces. And then the question is, how does Sabonis even fit in? If you trade DA, it's ridiculous. He's not a defensive guy, so it screws that up. But if you if you find a way to get him in here without trading DA, how does he fit with DeAndre? And it just it causes more problems than I think it solves mm -hmm. to go down that route. So I, I don't think there's much there. And this is an all-in year. So this isn't a year to like no. try and figure some things out. This is a year where if you're going to make a trade, you make a trade for a piece you know is going to have a really good impact on this team that'll take you all the way to that championship. Yeah. Did you say something, Shane? Oh. I just got this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Hold on. Hold on. What comment? Reagan Graves 
said sticks look good tonight. In what planet did sticks look good tonight? I mean, the Walmart Hakeem Warwick did not look good tonight. Unless we're talking to other GMs and then sticks look great. You want him on your team. All right. If if I'm if I'm talking to uh, if I'm talking to those Pacers, if I'm talking to the Spurs, <laughs> Sticks looked fantastic this evening. Otherwise, what freaking great. planet are you living on that you're telling me Jalen Smith looked good tonight? I feel bad for him. I do not feel bad for a guy making seven figures that sucks at his job. I do. <laughs> I can't help it. I know they're making a ton of money and he's not doing what he should be doing on the court, but I still feel bad. I do not feel bad for a man that makes millions of dollars and can't do his job. I bet you he's lost sleep at night thinking about how he can be better at his job. I bet you he could pay some of those millions <laughs> to get that sleep uh, taken care of for him, right? Like, I, I I don't think he's sitting there losing sleep over how how am I going to cash that next check in two weeks. I don't know. Let's move on. This is making me sad. I don't like it. Let's move on. Um, we have one final topic for you guys. So before we get into that, I suppose there anything about tonight's game that you would like to talk about? Jalen Smith. <laughs> Other than that. Other than that. Uh, tonight's game overall is is a sign yet again that the Phoenix Suns can win Anyway, anyhow, mm -hmm. and that's that's going to be the hallmark of this team the entire season is it's there. No two wins are going to look the same in the way they pull it off, which is bodes well for the playoffs, because as we saw last year, there comes times where it's not going to be Devin Booker and CP3 that get you a win. It's going to be a campaign. It's going to be. Uh, JaVale McGee. It's going to be, you know, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges having mm -hmm. big nights. You're going to have to win in multiple ways. This Suns team can do it. My <laughs> biggest concern still is Cam Johnson or campaign struggling around the rim. The He's still getting there, but we saw it again tonight. It, those, those makes aren't there. The teardrops not there. He needs to get right for this team to be peak Phoenix Suns. Mm hmm. Well, thankfully, we've got a good amount of the way to go still. There's time for him to get there. So fingers crossed he does. All right. So we have a really fun final topic for you guys. But first, real quick, let me tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the latest no-brainer bet from them. So if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the code PHNX when you sign up, after you place just a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point, and they do, you're going to win $100 in free bets instantly. It's that simple. Like I said, it's the latest no-brainer bet from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. And those free bets, that's awesome because it allows you an opportunity to win some sweet, sweet cash or to uh, test the waters and learn a little bit, uh, not on your own dime. It's, so It's helping me buy the Mrs. Christmas present. I know. You all gave me crap that I don't spend my winnings on my wife. <laughs> but Mrs. Espo's getting the Christmas gift that she wants. Thank you to our friends at DraftKings. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm really happy for her. It's about I don't know time. why I went that We had way. to bully you into it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was the plan of Our friends at DraftKings <laughs> got me my scratch so to buy the misses their, her gift. 
so aggressive. Um, so <laughs> that was hilarious. One more time, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $1 on any NFL team to score and win $100 in free bets. When they score, you score with the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay. I'm excited for this topic because I think it's going to be funny. And we want you guys in the chat to all weigh in on what you think. I'm not quite sure which direction she's going here. We're going to talk about Charles Barkley. Oh, we're going this direction. Okay. And I don't know where else you thought we were going to go. I didn't know where you were going. But we're going to talk about Charles Barkley, who apparently has some rules for who can wear jerseys. So his three rules are you either have to be a kid. Okay, that's fair. You have to be a former player or you have to be a hot woman. Damn it. I'm none of those things. Um, I mean, I'm a kid mentally, but. (laughs) I have issues with this. I knew that's why I suggested we talk (laughs) about this. It's because I knew you'd have issues. How do you feel? I think it's the typical way an athlete approaches this stuff like it it's it's the same i don't think i've ever heard any other athlete come out and say it like today's athletes at least oh okay today's athlete i've never asked today's athletes about wearing a jersey but i think it's a different mentality now because they grew up in an era where it was more normal for for people to wear jerseys okay i'll kind of give charles that because you're right back then maybe jerseys weren't as like yeah, but look, coveted in the way that they are now. It's Charles Barkley. Do we expect anything? I love Chuck, but that's that's just the way we know we know it works. Like that, that's the way Chuck thinks. And I, all right, you know, but they, there's I love it that anytime one of these things comes up, there's always a caveat for former player. It doesn't matter what because it covers it covers anything, him, it covers yeah. his guys, <laughs> and then it's the hell with everybody else, right? I just I feel like it's. You're alienating a huge portion of your fan base. And don't you want them to rock your jersey? Don't you want them to buy your jersey? Look, I tend to agree with him. What adult male... You wear jerseys all the time. I don't wear basketball jerseys all the time. You literally had one on the other day. Because it was NBA jersey day, right? Like, I've worn a basketball jersey twice since we've done this. And it's probably the two times I've worn a basketball jersey... Since I was a kid. Basketball jerseys are not flattering on an adult human being. A baseball jersey is a button-down shirt. Looks fine. A hockey jersey is an oversized sweater. Fine. But a basketball jersey, if you were built like me or most normal men, is not a good look. All right? Okay. My thing is, is if you're wearing a jersey by itself, yes, I'm with you. Well, like, I, you'll but if never you have a jersey with a shirt underneath, I'm okay with it. But if you're wearing like jeans and a sleeveless jersey, that just oh, looks weird. Look, if you're a grown man wearing sleeveless shirts and you're not going to the gym, let's check yourself. All right. I mean, in Phoenix, it's like 150. No, I don't care. I don't care. Wear some damn sleeves. All right. <laughs> I don't know. You're either advertising or you shouldn't be wearing a sleeveless that's, shirt. That's the only gripe I have with like, this is if people wear their jersey with no shirt underneath, I can't do it. Yeah, that's my I, only that's I'm my sure. only stipulation. Tank tops are At not something 
men should wear unless they're at the beach or they're working out. I think I probably just offended Brandon Spano, the CEO <laughs> of our network. But look, I mean, you're either showing off or uh, or you just can't afford a shirt with sleeves. What about right? even to games, though? No, you should never wear a sleeveless shirt. No, no, no. Oh, just, just, a just a jersey with a shirt underneath. What about know. just to games? My rule is I will not wear a jersey of a current player. If the if the guy is younger than me, it's weird. It's weird. Like, <laughs> so like weird. I would wear. I, I'll like. I'll wear a throwback Charles Barkley jersey like I did the other night okay. every once in a while because that was the jersey I always wanted as a kid, and I can afford it now as an adult. But if I'm wearing a Devin Booker jersey, that's a little weird to me. A, I work with the dude. B, uh, he's what is he? He's 25. He's 13 years younger than I am. That's just bizarre to me. Shane, how do you feel? I need another I need another man's perspective. I think that. it's strange to to be gatekeeping an entire like clothes like like clothes. I think it's weird to gatekeep clothes. Like yeah. wear whatever the hell you want. Just don't smell and wear nothing underneath it. Like that's the only gripe I have with it. I don't think it's weird like wearing a jersey of somebody else that's playing right now. I understand why you think that, but I don't think it's weird. I don't know. That's just a personal but my view is tainted. I've worked in this industry so long that I always felt like if I was walking around rocking a Devin Booker jersey okay. and I walked into somebody I know, that's just weird yes. to me. But I, basketball jerseys aren't uh, aren't great like for for men. I understand what you're saying from the work perspective because there has to be a level of separation between fandom and work when you work in sports, like to it an extent. Used to, not anymore. Right. right. I, like it, but like if you're working for a team, there has to be a little bit of like oh, separation yeah. there, or at least a line. But in general speaking. From a fan perspective, I think you should absolutely be able to wear jerseys. I think my only rule is that you have to have a t-shirt yeah, underneath look, it if you're a dude or else it just looks weird. Yeah, and like I get it at a game. A game makes sense. The context matters in it. And, you know, MCG Blue said, well, what about wearing a jersey with your own last name on it? I've done that. And look, again, I think anything but a basketball jersey you can wear in other contexts, but basketball jerseys specifically just feel wrong. Just to you. feel weird to I me it. because it's not a good look. Okay, even with the t-shirt under it, you know, there, there's like one person that can rock a t-shirt under a jersey and make it look cool, and that's Cam Johnson. And most dudes walking around don't look like Cam Johnson, <laughs> so don't walk around wearing a basketball jersey. I'm glad that you finally complimented Cam Johnson tonight. Oh, Cam, Cam Johnson's it, a good-looking young man. We took the long road, but we got there, Cam you Johnson's guys. a good-looking young man. His lob um, was lazy and didn't look that cool, but he's a good-looking man. Manuel wants to know, what about a T-shirt or sweater with a player name on the back? Is that fair game? Oh, yeah. I, I like. Honestly, I Manuel, it's all fair yeah, game. I mean, yes. This is all personal <laughs> preference. Yeah. Like, I can sit here and stand it, but just I'm not going to yell at you to take your jersey off if I right. see you. Have you We're ever... having a debate to have a debate, but at the end of the day, wear whatever that you know what you yeah, want but... and that you're comfortable in because that's all that matters. I actually think, and this may be contradictory what I just said, but they're now like making jersey hoodies. I think that's a kind of a cool look. Wait, like they that, are? Yeah. You can get jer like hoodies that, that look like the jersey some of them are even sewn on. Like, 
I I have a, a Yotes one from the reverse retro. Okay, I kind of low-key like the look of a hoodie under a jersey. I can't. That I feel like to, I would be I'm, okay with. I, if I get that many layers, I'm already fat. It starts to look really ridiculous, all right? Hoodie like, over a jersey's a vibe. It is, right? Uh, over a jersey. Sure, all yes. the way around. Yes, you can wear a hoodie <laughs> over a jersey go. all day long. I won't be- begrudge you for it. Uh, no, look, I again, I'm not whatever. Wear whatever the hell you want. Like, <laughs> I'm. I have my preferences. I may think you look ridiculous. But what the hell difference does that make? Like, it, it, uh, you really think I'm the one that should be telling you fashion <laughs> advice? No, I should not be giving you fashion oh, advice. Oh, fair, fair, fair. All I mean, right. I always hate to when in these things with Charles. But hot chicks always. It's always hot chicks are always on the list of can get away with it. Like. Are we really like that? Is it? Does it always have to be like that? Like, For Charles Barkley, yes. Well, okay. Well, fair enough. Like, I just, I think, whatever. I'm not going down that road. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. So. Charles has, um, he is aged physically, but he's not necessarily aged That's mentally with that man. perspective, though. That's every man. That's- Men don't You said age. it. I didn't say it. We all are in arrested development. We're between the age of 13 and 15 for a majority of our life. You said and it. Physically, we we don't realize it either. We'll try to do things we could do when we were 15. And then like, get hurt. And then, like, I'll go, oh, yeah, I may weigh as much as I weigh now, but I can still go pick up, like, play pickup ball. Why not? And then you hurt yourself when you try to do something like a spin move that you used to do or something. You go, oh, yeah, I'm old as shit. Why am I doing this? Because I still think mentally I'm 15 somehow. You're like, I feel I'm like, going to be sore for the next 15 I feel days. like Espo has a really good layup package. We got a lot of like a hook or something. I, I prefer you not talk about my layup package. Thank you. And with that, I actually uh... my layups are very much like campaigns right now. I make a nice move. They hit the backboard. They don't go in. So, well, thank you guys for tuning in to <laughs> tonight's show. does not show. want anything to do with uh, another night in the PHNX VIP lounge. We love to be here. If you have, go ahead. Emmanuel says, yo, is Sticks the Walmart version of Lou Amundsen? No, he's the Walmart version of Hakeem Warwick. Get it right or don't bring it up, all right? Okay. Anyways. All right. If you have not checked out gophnx.com lately, please do consider becoming a member. But Gerald wrote what he is calling one of uh, his best pieces of work yesterday. A breakdown. Yes, a Borgay breakdown. It is available to everyone. If you have not read that, head on over to gophnx.com right now. Check it out. Tweet at Gerald. Give him a bunch of high fives and clapping hands emojis. He deserves it. Well, are you cheering back there because the co- John Doe in the comments says Espo's hilarious? Yeah, go Espo. It, it's a dude named John Doe. I, that's somebody either trolling or I'm sitting here tweeting. Uh, that's ma- totally t- Espo. Oh my god, I didn't even think about making a fake thing and <laughs> commenting things like that. That's smart. <laughs> I'm going to have to an alter ego. I hope you come up with a better fake name than John Doe. I'm going to come up with an alter ego to be in the comments during these things. That's fantastic. Um, Also, head over to phnxlocker.com to check out all of the merch we've got going over there. It makes really great Christmas gifts. So um, go phnx.com and phnxlocker.com. Those are the two places to be. Stickers are getting sent out soon, and I still want to see your Cove Crazy sticker uh, stuck somewhere, and I will uh, stop it, Shane. Get your head out of the gutter, mustache. All right, 
Uh, Espo will send you something out of his son's uh, sweet, sweet prize closet. Stash, if you put one somewhere at the arena. What? Now we're saying I'm not advocating <laughs> vandalism of property. Does that count as vandalism? But if a you can get one on the back of Eddie Johnson's suit, oh my gosh, I I will buy you lower level tickets for Eddie gave me what to go to. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, is that considered vandalism? A sticker? I don't know. Is a sticker considered vandalism? But I love I love that Eddie now has he's gonna somebody have else who's trying to put watch stickers on his suit. Even know it. Bless Eddie Johnson's heart. <laughs> Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. And just one quick reminder, we're going to be live tomorrow at 2 p.m. So come hang out with us right here. Same place. 2 p.m. tomorrow. We're going to round out the week um, with a fun show. So come hang out with us. Our guests tomorrow are Jalen Smith and Abdel Nader. And no. Gerald Bourget no, will actually be here. They're not. I'm kidding. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and with that, Espo, take us home. Uh, if you're an NBA GM looking for a lightly used power forward, may we interest you in Jalen Smith and a hoy hoy.